Hello, Cross Timbers family, and welcome to episode seven of the CT Conversations podcast. Yes, I am well aware that I said last week's was episode seven, but it was episode six. This week is episode seven. You would think counting up one number once a week would be easy, but you know, (laughs) apparently it's not. So my name is Ian Harbour, and today we are talking with one of our Connections pastors, Chase Tremere, who is over our pathway today about how we need to be careful what we ask for in life, because as Toby said in his sermon this weekend, we just might get it, and it might not be what we thought it would be. This topic is huge because it gets right to the heart of what keeps us from finding and living in freedom and feeling like we have a living, vibrant walk with the Lord. And I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. I can't wait for this to start shaping and forming our hearts as we follow Jesus and live into this life of freedom. So without any further ado, let's dive in. So I'm here with Chase Tremere. He is one of our Connections pastors over Pathway. And Chase, how is Pathway going so far? Yeah, Pathway is really good. We kind of had our relaunch in April. And so uh, the first step one, step two that we did on all of our campuses was great. Uh, Had a lot of people come through and had a lot of good feedback of just uh, really what we talk about in the the messages now and connecting it to the purpose of following Jesus, finding freedom, someone who knows something to do. And so uh, it's going well and we're, we're challenging everybody to go through it. Even if you've been through it in the past, it's as you know, you've, you've got to sit down on a little bit of it. It's mm-hmm. completely different. It's really a lot more about um, kind of your personal relationship. And, and yes, it helps you get connected here, but I think it's so much bigger than, than that. So Yeah, no, I love it. I love that you are like so involved in it yeah. now too. I think- Actually, in- let me ask you this. Can you tell me what was like your favorite <laughs> part about it? Man, I think it was just good because it, it, it gives you sort of this look into the heart of Cross Timbers, mm-hmm. I think, in- not and it's not super drawn out. It's not super, you know. It's not extensive. And one of my favorite things that you guys said in it was, um, and correct me if I get the wording a little bit wrong, but we're not here to, um, f- you know, feed you everything to make you full. We're yeah. here to wet your appetite so that you want yeah. more. It's and to make you thirsty, not quench your thirst. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, to make concepts. you thirsty, yep. not yeah. quench your thirst. And yeah. I love that concept because um, there's only so much you can do. Yep. You know what I mean? And obviously as a church, we're here for people for whatever they need. But this the pathway, what is such a great thing about it is that it, it gets you started. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the hardest parts for everybody is yep. where do I start and what that's do I even so do? Yep. And having a place to go, just go to Pathway yep. and you're going to learn the heart of cross timbers. You're going to get your first steps on this journey of everything that we're talking about, the following Jesus, finding freedom, finding uh, someone to know and something to do. Yep. And you're going to meet people. And so every every possible first step that we could want you to take your cross timbers basically happens at Pathway. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, and, perfect, and so yeah. um, it was really cool. It was really cool sitting in on those. And I want to go back through it because obviously it was kind of testing when, when yeah. I was there. But yeah. I want to go back through it and just see... Um, kind of the final yeah, touch. Yeah, be in the middle of it again yeah. and, and because That's I think cool, it's man. a really great thing. So, yep. um, you know, just a little bit of a pathway plug that, here at the beginning, but <laughs> it's such a big deal for our church. So I, yeah. I think that's why it's so worth it Absolutely. to talk about even more. But let's hop into this conversation because um, we're back in our 40 series and Toby was, you know, preaching this message out of Exodus 12. And I love how he focused in on this one line where the Egypt, or uh, sorry, the Israelites, 
plundered the Egyptians mm-hmm. of all their gold and silver and God promised this to Moses and they literally, they're walking out of Egypt and they go to all these Egyptians and they say, hey, give us all your jewelry <laughs> and your gold and all your best stuff, yeah. which is, there's so much confidence in that, yes. which is crazy. And it's so, that part always yeah. has been weird to me because it, it I think it kind of goes into something we've talked about a few weeks ago of the us versus them mentality. And like, hmm. it's all about winning and like, you know, we're, we're winners, we're on God's side. And so mm-hmm. um, that always made me laugh though, cause it just didn't feel very holy to like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna plunder the Egyptians now. Like that just always right. seemed really weird to me, but it's but there it, for a reason. But so. it was good cause I mean, Toby talked about how it's this idea of total victory. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to just like, Partially, it's going to feel like you came from one thing to another, but you're really not. You're still kind of poor in this way. (laughs) Like it's, it's God saying, not only does he want you to come out of slavery and into freedom, obviously, and that case literally and in our case spiritually yeah. but like he wants it's that idea of life and life abundant you know and I love that he wants to give good gifts to his people and that's incredible Yeah. but as Toby talked about <laughs> sometimes those gifts can be twisted yes. you know and it's the exact same jewelry that they took from the Egyptians that God promised them yeah. that just a few chapters and miles of walking later these people fashion the golden calf out of and they worship in, instead of Yahweh. Yeah. And so I, I, that brings us to our first question. And it is, we, on one hand, when we follow Jesus, absolutely he gives us blessing and absolutely he, he brings us from um, total freedom from point A to point B, you know, and we all have needs and we all have desires. And what Toby was talking about was um, we live in a place right now and it's not a bad thing, but we need to be aware of it where we have so much freedom and we have so much abundant life just here in America Mm -hmm. where we are at that sometimes um, we take for granted that we even have the freedom to make a choice of literally anything. We Mm -hmm. talk about calling all the time. Well, being able to choose your calling or wonder what that is in Mm -hmm. and of itself is a privilege. And so we all have these needs. We all have desires and they're not bad, but sometimes getting what we want can we can lead to things that we didn't ask for yeah. or that end up being more detrimental to us than we first expected. Yeah. You how, just how does said that happen? Yeah, you said a word there about choosing. And and I think when we when we get to a place in our life where we have a choice is that's when it's that's when it gets really hard because all of a sudden um it's it's not like when you're a kid. When you're a kid it's easy. Like you're told mm-hmm. what to do and it's almost easier to live and easier just to be because like you've got rules to live by. Everything's Uh, provided for you. Exactly, everything's provided. I'd love to go back to that time, but I can't. (laughs) Take me back. Uh, But like as you grow up and you Mm -hmm. gain responsibility and you get a job and then you get some money and then you, um, I mean, you you do, you get this impression on your your heart of, man, man, I really want to do this with my life. And Mm -hmm. then you start to do that. But then you see these other avenues you could take. It, It ends up being just more and more choices. And so- I think that's that's the problem is it's so hard for us until we we sometimes make those choices and then get in the middle of the mess to realize man this wasn't good for me like the mm. thing that I thought was going to be okay the thing that I chose myself no one made me do it uh, has kind of led me into um, this terrible place and and that's what's kind of funny is it's mm-hmm. the exact opposite of freedom then is now you 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 are living in some sort of bondage you feel chained up um, you mm. know you might be in a job that makes you a lot of money but at the end of the day like it's it's just eating away at your soul you know you go home unsatisfied and it's like I mean, I chose this for myself. 
I'm not in the place I want to be. Is this really it for me? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it like? Is this really the end of the line? Like, can is there is there a place? Is there a possibility in my life where I can really get out of this? Like, is that is that available for me? Uh, and that's what was was interesting with with this story is um, they they had a choice. Like, they had been given all these things that they weren't used to having, uh, and then it was kind of testing time, and then as we see, they, they kind of chose to build something that ended up being detrimental, like you mentioned. And so, uh, man, I, I think that, that for us, the, the struggle that we live in, um, is constantly kind of really asking for, for wisdom from God to, to make the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then it's like, once we make a choice, like learning to live with that choice and, and, and realign it once, you know, with God's word and, and, and like you kind of said, like, is this good for me? Is this, helping me grow closer? Am I being a better follower? Uh, and I think a lot of times that simple question, uh, it really can be answered with a yes or no. And if it's no, it's not, it's not helping me be a better follower of Jesus. Then I might need to, I mean, need to take a step back and kind of <laughs> reevaluate where mm-hmm. I'm at. And so I think that's, that's super important that, that we see here. And it was really reflective for me to think about that as well as, you know, the choices that I've been given, um, that sometimes they feel like, um, they feel like a blessing, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I've, I have choice. I have options now. I've been blessed. I've seen how I, that can lead me to places that don't really help me out at all. So yeah, no, and I'm, it's funny. Like I remember just two transitional seasons of life, like one coming out of high school and into mm-hmm. college, and then of course right for that out of college and into adulthood. And mm-hmm. it felt like both times there were, and that's not the same thing as going from from slavery to freedom <laughs> necessarily. Maybe not for necessarily, some people, but you know. Maybe for some people, <laughs> school for me. Anyways, um, <laughs> but you know, it, there's, there's a, I definitely remember the sense of both times just going from like, man, I felt so um, restricted in, in this environment mm-hmm. and now there's even greater freedom. Like, what do I do with myself now? Yeah. Because there's so many options and so many choices and nobody's telling me what to do with my time. <laughs> and I thought there was a ton in college. And then of course I graduate college and I'm like, there's even more freedom now. Now there's yep. really no one to tell me what to do. And just <laughs> what's that feeling, dumb Spider-Man quote? Like oh, with great power comes great responsibility. It's kind of like that. Dumb like, quote. Like, it's so good. It is. I know. I say dumb because like we're talking from like the yeah, Bible to no, Spider-Man, but sure. it's true. It's like yes. like with yeah. with power, with with opportunity, with choice. Yeah. comes responsibility, and mm-hmm. and um and it's funny. We we grow kind of in my mind. I think what I end up doing is separating kind of my spiritual walk from like being a human or being a person yeah, and culture. Yeah, yeah. And so like, as I'm growing as a person and in my career and, and, you know, I'm making a little more money and I'm having a child now and I'll have more children eventually, like you start kind of just like gathering more things, but then mm. spiritually you're, you have this journey as well. That's like, okay, even as I'm gathering in this, I have these choices, like, am I seeing the weightiness of that too? Like, am I yeah. seeing that, and like, it's a big responsibility to choose like how I am going to live. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't know that always, I just, I laugh because I, I think about that quote and I'm like, that's not very holy, but, but no, it's but really good. It though. is, yeah. God speaks in a lot of ways, you know? <laughs> yes. And I think that's huge too, because when we, yeah, with great power, because great responsibility, it's so, <laughs> I know we're laughing, but it's so true. Yes. And, but we don't, I don't think we often, um, equate freedom and responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, and um, just the way we're conditioned. Are, I think we need to. It, it takes looking at when we say freedom. Mm-hmm. What even do we mean? Are we saying the same thing? Are we all on the same page about what we mean by that? Yeah. Because, I mean, you saw these people who were in slavery in Egypt, 
and then they were freed. And then they turned right around and they're slaves to the things that they got from Egypt and turned it into yeah. another idol. So at the end of the day, we're all slaves to something. You know, mm-hmm. we're all serving something. And I think the question is, is what we're serving bringing us freedom mm-hmm. or oppressing yeah, us? Good. And Paul, you know, in the New Testament all the time says slaves of Christ, yep. you know, um, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily, and I know I don't know if I'm talking out of turn right now because of what we're talking about, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like we we're serving something. Mm-hmm. And so it's either going to bring us more freedom or less freedom. Yeah. I think something that's really interesting is I've, I've studied that before. I think the words doulos in the new Testament, mm-hmm. the Greek, mm-hmm. um, and we, we've kind of translated it, especially the past couple hundred years to servant yeah. because it sounds better than, than what it really meant. And it was slave. Uh, right. and so like anytime I see, as I'm reading through the Bible, new Testament, especially, and I see, uh, you know, servant of Christ. Like, I try to stop and say, like, what if this actually said what it meant, which is slave of Christ? Like, mm-hmm. and that sounds really weird and bad, but it's what you just said. The 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 only person that I can I can commit myself to, and and um, the only person that that. I can serve, but beyond serving, like give my life over to as mm-hmm. like a slave would, um, that's going to give me freedom is Jesus. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else. And so I think that's, that's really kind of hard, I think to hear. Um, but I think it's absolutely true too. Like the, the things that we enslave ourselves to, the things that we commit our entire life to, um, that is who we serve. It's the whole thing of, of, uh, idols. Idols sound like this thing that we don't deal with. It's not a problem. We've, we've kind of Americanized idols as being a golden statue of a God right. quote, you know, little G God. But like, really like idols are the things that, that we commit ourselves to, that we put our resources to, that we give our time to. Um, and so it's like, are, are, are we worshiping idols? That sounds like, oh, of course I'm not. <laughs> of course I'm not but, worshiping but, idols. But the but question maybe. is who, yeah, like what, am I, what am I giving my life over to? So Yeah, I love, I've heard the definition of an idol from Tim Keller. You know, he says an idol is anything that is a good thing that we make an ultimate thing. Ooh, and I that's think that's right huge there, yeah. because it's not that idols are the, always these bad things. It's anything that it can be good that we put over God. Yeah. And I love, so, and so to go, to go down this, this idol route a mm-hmm. little bit, um, Toby was talking about in a sermon that um, uh, he quoted somebody, I don't know who it was, but he said that a lot of times this gets turned into, well, what golden calf are we dancing around? Which, you know, not a bad question, but sometimes the better question is what in our hearts is causing us to dance around these golden calves, yeah, to, to worship these idols, to make a good thing an ultimate thing. And so I want to ask that question. Like, yeah. Why is it hard for us to be satisfied in God? And what is it in our hearts that draws us to these idols and dances around the golden calves when we should be worshiping God? Yeah, that's such a good question. And I think even... Yeah, just even saying just satisfied, like like to be able to say, and we we kind of say it all the time, but like like it is well with my soul. Like, mm-hmm. what does that really, what does that look like? Because I think growing up, it was easy for me to combat uh, the tough question that you just asked about not the idol, but the dancing piece. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always just heard everything about the specific idol. It was like, well, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, I'm not doing those things. So I'm holy now I'm good. Um, but it is the reality of like, no, what's the, what's the motivating reason why I choose things other than him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I do think it, it kind of goes back to this, this, 
this hole that I'm trying to fill, like this void, whether it's, um, it's an emotional void, whether it's a, a physical void, um, whatever it might be. And, and it is, it's that, that satisfying feeling of, um, getting enough. It's like eating. It sounds crazy if you simplify it, but it's like, like, for me, like I'm going to eat until I, I'm, I'm full, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, sometimes that means a little bit and sometimes that means more. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I know what, I know what it means to be satisfied. Like I know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, but like the reality is like when I think even grander than that, like emotionally, like what am I pursuing that's going to make me feel satisfied? And, and, and I think the, the struggle that I have is always leaning into things that, uh, one, or it's kind of like drinking something that's just empty. Like Mm -hmm. I keep doing it, thinking it'll satisfy and then it never does. Uh, it always just ends up being something that I want more of thinking, well, I just need a little bit more. I just need a little bit more. Um, and, and a lot of times for me personally, if I can just share personally, uh, a lot of times for me, it's, it's, um, it's the idea of just filling my time. Like I have this hard problem with, with slowing down, with getting alone. And like, that's an easy one to pick because it doesn't mm-hmm. sound terrible. Um, but it's like, it's true. Like it's bad for me, like enough to where like, I'd rather stay busy. I'd rather, like I wake up, I immediately go to the gym to be with people that mm-hmm. I that I work out with and I talk, talk, talk. And then I come home and I'm immediately on my phone trying to do work and, and then I'm in the car. And like, I just, it's constantly like drowning out really any space. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's where I, I find myself like, why am I doing this? Well, a lot of times it's okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly listening to something because I don't feel smart enough. Mm-hmm. And so I need to listen to more podcasts. I need to listen to more leadership people. I need to <laughs> I try to gain yeah. more knowledge. And so mm-hmm. that's why I do that. And then it's like, well, why can't I spend time alone? Well, maybe it's because I'm afraid of what God's really going to tell me. It's this whole conversation we're having of he's going like, to point out those idols. And exactly. The heart and yeah. like, I don't want to hear that. Like I'm doing holy things. I work at a church, so I'm good. But like, <laughs> I, yeah. And so I think yeah. that's where I, I find for me that. Um, just the, this this battle of of man, why do I not feel satisfied, and what am I pursuing? Like, what is it that I really need? Like, like, am I not smart? No, I'm smart. Like, we're all smart. Um, mm. But why do I feel like I'm not? Like, what what am I allowing to speak to me? What am I dancing around um, that that that's keeping me from 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 really knowing who I am? And and it kind of goes a little bit into identity, I think, too, of just. Mm knowing man who who we serve and and um the family the spiritual family that that really God welcomes us into first uh man everything we need is there you yeah. know and 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 so that's uh man that's a battle though I see all the time is like I'll focus in on the idol and think I'll just fix the idol um and then I end up realizing it's it's not that idol it's it's the reason why I keep dancing it's the reason why I keep going back mm-hmm. to something other than him and that's really the problem I think that's at that's at the core of it I love that you use the example of work because I think sometimes we, when we think about idols in our lives or things that keep us from God, we think about these huge, um, on the on the surface egregious sins, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, that are so blatant <laughs> and obvious. Um, but I love that you use the job of or the the example of work is because it does go to this idea of a good thing that was been yep. made an ultimate thing. Absolutely. We were made to work. A lot of times you hear work is a result of the fall. It's not. It was before that. The yeah. fall made it hard, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, and, but, yeah. you know, and, and work is not bad. But at the same token, we're not machines. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not made to work incessantly. Like, we're made to 
work and then rest, just like God worked and then rested, you know, and that's why the Sabbath, and that's probably a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> you know, we can go down that rabbit hole for a long time probably. Yeah. But I mean, it, I think that's a great example. And we were all, I mean, from childhood, from our parents, from culture that we live in, we're all handed this vision of the good life. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what it takes to live the good life. This is what it takes to be successful. Yeah. And so we're all chasing different versions of that when really God is saying, no, 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 I am the good life mm-hmm. and I have something for you. And you got to slow down and yeah. you got to, you got to pay attention to it. And I'm going to give you gifts, uh, but those are not for you to turn into idols. Those yeah. are for you to worship me with um, because this is how the good life is going to look. Yeah. And so I think that's huge. And so I love that you use that example yeah. of work. Um, so when, when we find ourselves in those positions, when God is blessing us or we're starting to find freedom or different things like that, or we're, or we have a lot of good things going on in life, which is not bad. And to some degree, like Toby was talking about, we all do. We are, we lived in a blessed place where we have way more than even the Israelites had mm-hmm. back then. But what can we do to keep our hearts from turning to idols and and worshiping the resources and the good things that God has given us instead of God himself? How can we keep ourselves from doing that? Yeah, I I think the the big thing is, and it's like kind of like what he said, I love the fact, I've never really put this together, but the the idea of them plundering the Egyptians, taking this gold, getting the choice of what they were going to do with it. They built an idol first and obviously that was a bad idea. But then I yeah. love that like they turn around and took it and then built the Ark of the Covenant with it. Wow. And and that always just, I don't know why I never put that together, but it's yeah, like, that's huge though. Like mm-hmm. when you think about it, it's like, um, you know, and, and it maybe wasn't the literal pieces of gold right off the cab. It may have been someone else's extra earrings they grabbed or whatever, but, right. but just that from the same lot, basically, these two very different things were built. Hmm. And, and so I think that's the big thing is, like you said, we're, we're blessed in, in some form or fashion. Um, you know, we, we talk about it like everyone's given time, talent, treasure in some measure. And so um, I think the question is, what are you building? Like, what mm. are you what are you putting those things into? Um, you know, it's kind of like the question we talked about, like, who are you serving? Um, and I think with, with the things God has given us, like you said, he's going to give us good gifts. We get grace every day. It's, mm-hmm. it's new every day. Like we, we have the spirit, that same spirit that, that brought Jesus back from the dead dwells inside of us as believers and followers. And so for me, I think it's, what are you going to do with it then? Mm-hmm. And, um, and that kind of brings up this interesting point of like, that sounds good. Cause it's like, oh, it's a blank, sh- blank page, blank sheet. I can, <laughs> I can do whatever I, I, I want to. Like I can, I can do something great for God but then we don't still hmm. like we run into this wall, I think of, well, I had this good idea or man, I was going to do something good, but, but then like we get stopped. And I think something that we, we deal with today is, um, and, and we mentioned this kind of a little bit, but just the idea of like extremism of like, hmm. well, if I can't do everything with all the things I have that are good, then I'm just not going to do anything at all. Yeah. And, and I think we're kind of surrounded by that same mentality. It's kind of all that we see. Um, if you got on your Facebook right now, uh, and I don't know if anyone does that anymore, but if you did... <laughs> uh, like all I see now are these like insane videos and things shared that are like, like <laughs> just crazy stuff <laughs> yeah. that like never happens. Like happens one percent of the time. But it's like always the exception. Yes, never the rule. always yeah. the exception. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just I just feel like that's something that's really hard. Is the more that we we're connected to mm-hmm. things, the more that we 
we see these stories and, and hear about just people doing really awesome stuff, sometimes I think it can paralyze us too. Hmm. Uh, and, and I just want like, what do you what do you think about that idea? Like, like you know, we always hear, especially me and you, just the age we are, like, yeah. well, social media, you know, it's done so many bad things, but me <sighs> uh-huh. and you would argue it's done good things too. Mm-hmm. But man, do you feel like, do you feel like we you see that as well? Just the um, like the idea that the this extremist kind of mentality that we only share the good stuff, and if your thing is not as good as my thing, then you shouldn't share it. Like, do you feel like that is something we struggle with? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I, I think what makes social media interesting is because we are more and the internet in general, I should say, we're more connected than ever before mm-hmm. um, to things that people have never been connected before. I mean, if you even think about news up until not even a hundred years ago, news was localized mm-hmm. and now it's global. Like yeah. we know what's going on on the other side of the world right now. And that is completely new to where we're living. Yeah, And even the good things, I mean, there's been great people doing amazing things all the time <laughs> and a lot of people never heard about them because yep. they didn't have anywhere to post. And so I do think we get stuck in this, it, it's this either or a lot of times and it's super paralyzing exactly what you said, which is we think, Either we have to do that, um, which is comparison, right? Mm-hmm. And that really wrecks us, I think, when we're comparing ourselves to other people all the time. Yeah. Because we, I, I mean, it's a cliche quote at this point, but you only see people's highlight reels. You never mm-hmm. see the behind the scenes. Yep. And it's all, like we just said, it's always the exception and never the rule. Mm-hmm. And we think we have to be the exception. Nine times out of 10, we're not. And that's totally fine, you know? And so just realizing that we don't have to live in these extremes of either do everything or get so freaked out that you can't do nothing. Yeah. Um, but do something. Do something. That's and, so good. And going, right there. And going to, going, <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is why, I mean, not to toot your horn or anything, but, but pathway, I do think is huge because mm-hmm. I love even the language that we use. It's something to do, not everything to do, that's not, good, you know, yeah. um, and, I even didn't even that. think about that, but even that's that. good. I'm gonna use but, that. Yeah, but <laughs> and even the someone, even the someone to know and something to do, all of that comes after you you follow Jesus and find freedom. And yeah. when we're talking about so much of following Jesus, I think has to do with our motives. Obviously, it has to do with your actions. Mm-hmm. But um, man looks at the the outward appearance, and God looks at the heart. And so much is our motives behind things. You can do the exact same thing. You can make a golden calf, or you can make the ark of the covenant. Mm-hmm. But it's why why are you doing what you're why? doing? And a lot of us, I think, try to jump straight to that someone to know and something to do, which are good things. But before we've followed, this, I even ask the question, what is doing that while following Jesus looks like? Yeah. What we haven't even started <laughs> to find freedom in our own lives before we go out and try to change the world. I think it starts with you and it yeah. starts with your heart. And um, there's, there's, we feel a pull towards individualism and it all has to be, about what can I do for the world? But I think it really starts with what what can God do in me yeah. and amongst us before we blow the roof off the place. Yeah, you man, know? you just said yeah. something so good that jumped out of uh, when we were when we were really creating pathway in the the follow Jesus piece. There's this this question we kind of break it down and you remember this too. It was mm-hmm. you know who's Jesus and we kind of that's an easy one. Everyone has some form and it's close to savior and right. Lord and okay. <laughs> yeah. But like the next one, like we said, okay, well we, we need to answer the question, like, why do I follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's good. And I was like, well, how would I answer that? Mm. And I sat there for at least a few minutes a as we were creating this mm-hmm. thinking, 
I'm a pastor. Like I do this. I've grown up in church. Like I should be able to spout this answer off. But like, it's like you just talked about the motive. Like, yeah. why do I follow him? Mm-hmm. And and it was kind of this like crazy moment that it doesn't matter like how far you are in your journey or not. Like, it's a good question to ask yourself even today. Like, why do I follow Jesus? Or maybe even like, why do I not follow him yet? Yeah. Uh, you know, what keeps me from from following him? And I just, I just remember that being huge of like, man, why do I? Because- it's easy, it's so easy being connected, like you said, to hear crazy stories of, you know, I've been almost hit by a train 12 times and (laughs) I see Jesus save me every time. That's why I follow. And it's Uh, like, well, that hasn't been me, but- Good for you. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so I just, I think that that question right there is so good and, you know, and, and- and really just identifying that motive. And then, like you said, it's it's doing something. I love that, just that thought of just do something. It's yeah. not everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, you're gonna see only things that, that have, you know, been blow off the roof kind of things. Like you said, it's, it's the thing of, you know, oh, there's a squirrel water skiing and it has a billion views on YouTube. And it's like, that's great. But like, there's no one taking a video of a guy who, handed someone $5 who was hungry. Yeah. Like there's not like, Hey, check out this picture. This lady visited her friend in the hospital and prayed and gave her a hug. Mm-hmm. Like I heard that in a podcast and it always jumped out to me. It's like, it's actually absolutely right. Like we don't post that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, if you did, someone would say you're humble bragging, you know, that whole deal. <laughs> right. But it's like, man, that's, that's it. Just do something. What does it look like? What's it like to do something? We talk about it at, you know, ask the question all the time. Like it's the next step. Like really like if I were to just do one thing today that, that like, once again, made me a better follower, yes, but that like lived out the freedom that I've been given. Mm. What could that look like? Doesn't have to be huge. Doesn't have to be some monumental thing that you got a Facebook live. Like just what is one thing that you could do right now today out of the freedom that you've been given? The constant struggle is believing that God is just as pleased with our small acts of Mm. obedience as he is with Paul who wrote a third of the New Testament (laughs) or two thirds of the New Testament. That it's not this degrees of greatness. It's that greatness looks like serving and you can serve anybody. And I love that. And honestly, that takes us right here into our our last topic of conversation, Chase, that I love and I'm excited for you to talk about as well. Um, Toby kind of wrapped up his sermon by pointing out that by the time these people left, Egypt, there was probably over 2 million of them, which Mm is, that's a ton of people walking together. (laughs) I can't imagine what that looks like. Um, But, you know, if you were to go to someone right in the middle of the pack and say, who's the leader? You know, chances are they'd probably say Moses or Aaron, you know, probably those guys up there, you know, fair answer. But Toby would probably challenge that person and say, okay, but turn around. Who's who's following you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Look at all these people following you. And so there's there's a level of which we're all leaders, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And we can all do something, yeah. you know? And just as much as we're saying that not everybody has to do everything, we all can do something. Yeah. And so what do you think keeps us from seeing ourselves as leaders? First of all, how would you even define leader, what a leader is and what keeps us from seeing ourselves as that? And how can we start to live into that potential and calling of ours? Yeah, that's that's really good and heavy and we'll try to keep it short and sweet. But man, for <laughs> me, like, I always go back to, and this is so goofy, but I'll remember is like the one of the college classes I took, and the very first thing we learned was, um, you know, like we're going to define leadership in one word, thanks to John Maxwell, and <laughs> and so leadership is, and everyone's like influence, influence yeah. yeah, and so, mm-hmm. but I think about that, and I'm like, man, that that's it. Like we've made leadership something else. We've yeah. made leader like 
you know, uh, the top dog that has great vision and does this and that, but like visionary communicator. Yes. And, and, and it's like, okay, yes, maybe, but, but like at its core, like to lead someone is to influence them to do something, you know, it's influence them to, to make a move in their life, to, to make maybe a physical move, a, a, a mental move, whatever. Um, and so when I think about it like that and I strip away what, what we've kind of made leadership and built books and podcasts around, <laughs> like when I kind of yeah. move, remove all that, like it, it just comes down to that. Like who am I influencing around me? Am mm-hmm. I, am I leading them to something different? Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, I, I think what Toby said is true. Like we're all leaders and it's kind of what we said, like like we're all serving something. We're all leading people. What are we leading them to or towards or who yeah. are we leading them towards? And so um, I think it's, it is hard for us to see that because it goes back to what we just talked about. It's the comparison thing. We, mm-hmm. we know people in our life who are really good at, um, at, the speaking pieces and the visionary and, right. and creating things. And we would say, well, they're, they're leaders. Look at all the things that they're, they're doing. Look at all the things that they're creating and making. And, and it's, it, it's like, it's kind of like, look at all the trophies they have. Look at all the, the stuff that is, you know, behind their, their name, all their degrees and this and that, like they're leaders. But like the reality is like, we all are influencing people. You know, mm-hmm. we're influencing uh, ourselves. We're influencing <laughs> yeah. our family. We're influencing people that we come in contact with for five seconds at a gas station that we most likely will never see ever again in our entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's that's a thought of almost deconstructing what we've built leader to be uh, and seeing it simply as, okay, I'm a leader because I'm influencing somebody. Yeah. And when we do that, I think it sort of takes the the and I say the weight, like being a leader is weighty and it has responsibility, but I think it takes off some of the unnecessary weight of it because we all are leaders. You don't have to have a title to make yourself a leader. You don't have to be on a stage to make yourself a leader. Um, we, we all are leaders. And I think when we begin to see that, it does change. I mean, it changes everything. It changes the way that we we interact with people, the way we think about ourselves, um, the way we speak to people, Um and I think that's, I mean, really, that's what we see with these disciples in the New Testament was Jesus telling them, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them, all these things. Mm-hmm. But the reality was like, they had to go be influencers. They yeah. had to go and, and influence people to follow this person that they have met, but these people hadn't. They mm-hmm. were never going to meet Jesus in the flesh. Uh, and so they were leading these people to something different. And these were ordinary Joes, you know, this morning, I mean, they were fishermen and carpenters, just a bunch of ordinary guys. And so I think just looking at the disciples kind of track record and their doubts and like, that's why I love (laughs) Peter. Peter was so awesome and he was so bad all at the same time. Um, But man, if if Peter's a leader, then I can be a leader. You know, Mm. If, if I see these, really simple guys doing really great things um, out of, like we say, out of the the um, relationship with Jesus and the the freedom that they've been given, then I can start to believe, man, I'm a leader. I'm, I'm, I have leadership in me and I'm influencing someone. Yeah, and I think I, the thing that holds us back from that all the time is insecurity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and there's, there's a lot to be said about um, talking just about the realities of our own brokenness and the mm-hmm. different things like that. But also at the end of the day, most of us know our own weaknesses better than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like we see the ways we fall short mm-hmm. so much. And I think we see that and we go, I can't be a leader if they knew that about me or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do yeah. this all the time or whatever, you know? Yeah. But 
it, it takes a level of self-awareness. And, uh, and by self-awareness, I mean a conscious knowledge of who God has made you in Christ, mm -hmm. you know, of saying, no, 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 you've been rescued. You've been taken out of Egypt and into the promised land. Mm -hmm. You've been redeemed and you've been made a leader. Yeah. And look around you because there's two million people around you, yeah. you know what I mean? For the Israelites. Yeah. But for us, I mean, it could be, and there's two people around you yeah. or there's 20 people around you that yeah. you could be an influence on. And I love uh, what me and Matt were talking about last week, I think is super applicable here too. It's look, you know, saying, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ, mm -hmm. you know? And that's where the following Jesus part comes in. And Absolutely. it's all, it, it's, it's complicated because it's all interconnected, but that's why it's actually, I think that's why it's so beautiful is you can't, you you can't where are you, to be a leader you have to lead people somewhere yeah so where are you leading them yeah you're leading them to Christ yeah ideally absolutely and so um, I just think I just think that's huge so how do you think we can lead into our or live into our leadership potential yeah I I think like you just said it's um it's almost like if we want to get really practical too like yeah. I love how you said insecurity like writing down like what is it um. And is it is it an insecurity? Is there something in my past that that I just I feel like is holding me back? That it's that thing that I say. Well, the reason I haven't done something yet is because I don't want someone to know about this, or yeah. I think this has disqualified me. It's almost identifying those things um, and really praying through them and asking people to pray with us. And and you know, confession's a whole other podcast too. Yeah. But um, the idea of releasing that to someone and just saying, "Man, I've." I'm getting this off my chest because there's some there's new life for me. There's something more for me, and this can't hold me back anymore. Um, and I, and I do. I think it's this this constant coming back to the the identity piece and knowing, okay, this is who I am. This is who who God says I am. These are the things I've been given. Um, it's not about the the past that I have. It's not about the the junk that I've been through. Um, it, it really is about who He's made me to be, the destiny that He's created for me. Um, and then, like you just said, it's it's seeing around me. It's having awareness that it's not going to be two million people. I yeah. mean, even the greatest leaders now, like two million, is a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. um, but it might be the two or three people in my house. It might be the person I, I work next to. Um, you know, it, it might be uh, it might be the 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 students that I lead on Wednesday night serving with mm -hmm. student ministry, whatever it is. And um, and so I think I think identifying what keeps us from from knowing that and believing that is huge. Um, and I think just beginning to to even just see ourselves when I when I self identify and say. You know, I wake up and and it might be goofy, but say, man, I'm I'm a leader. Like I've been blessed, and and God's calling me to lead people to Him. Um, at the end of the day, that's what Jesus told everyone to do. Like yeah. all believers, like that's that's it. That's the that's the thing He left us with. Those were the last words, and uh, you know, last words are important. We hear that, and so uh, I think I think really taking that to heart that it's not someone else's job. It's all of our job. Yeah. Like, and and I think that's a big one. It it it's what makes me get out of my seat on a Sunday, um, and and it's what makes me get to work. It makes me, you know, like you said, do something. Mm. Um, it's not all on Toby or whoever's on stage <laughs> right. that week. It's not all on a few people. It's it's on all of us. We we all have a part to play. And I think that's what's so interesting about, um, you know, even just Christianity in general mm. and the message that. Um, it's not about one leader. It's not about um, this this all focus being on one you know one 
God or a bunch of little gods. Like it's this idea of there's a God who loves us and yeah. has blessed us and gifted us and poured all these things into us and has given us a place at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not this this kind of one way street of, well, I've given you all these things, so you're just mine now. It's it's this, hey, I'm releasing you to go and bring more people in, like bring more people into the family. Um, we get to we get to stand alongside one of my favorite verses in Romans eight where it says that we're heirs of God, but something that was really cool is then it says co-heirs of, with Christ. Hmm. And so it's this idea that yes, Jesus saved us and, and you know, his, his sacrifice for us is, is the only way it's, it's what opened up that, that avenue for us to have relationship with the father. Um, but co-heirs to me is almost the shoulder to shoulder with Jesus yeah. as we bring more people into the kingdom, as we bring more people, um, into this knowing of who he is and the freedom that the, is there for them. And like, that's a mission that I'll sell out to. Like yeah. it may look different. It may mean a, a church job or a not church job. It doesn't matter. But like, that's something I can live out every day no matter where I am, no matter what um, what income I'm making or, or what location or where I'm living. Like it doesn't matter any of the details at that point. I know what's most important. And, and I get to do that literally alongside of Jesus. So that's, it's huge. <laughs> that is huge. Well, Chase, I love talking with you. We could probably sit here and talk for all day long, mm-hmm. but um, is there anything else you'd like to say to everyone listening before we wrap up here? No, I mean, I don't know. I, I appreciate it. And I, I love doing this. I think that big thing, like you just said, is uh, man reflecting on, is is there something holding me back? Is there, um, and do I have a relationship that matters in my life that I can talk to even today uh, and just say, you know what? I, I'm done kind of living with this. I'm dragging this thing around, but I know God has leadership potential in me. God's created that. He has something for me to do. And I'm not going to do it all. And I'm not going to be a YouTube star, uh, but I'm going to make the choice. I'm going to do something today. I'm going to do one thing uh, today for him and and, and I'm going to be a better follower because of it. And so I think that's, that's kind of the challenge I have for myself even, even today is as we do this is, man, what can I, what can I go do leaving today? Just do something. I don't have to do everything. Just do something. Yeah, that's good. Well, Chase, thanks for coming on. And I'm so thankful for all you're doing with Pathway. Yeah, thanks and a lot, man. can't wait to have you back on. Woo-hoo. Thanks. And there you have it. Talking with Chase is always so fun. And talk about leadership. He brings so much to the table. And especially with Pathway, his heart is helping people grow and following Jesus. And he is great at it. And speaking of Pathway, the next round of classes starts this Sunday. It's only two weeks long and you can sign up on our website, crosstimberschurch.org. And trust me, I highly recommend that you do it. It's a great place to get more plugged into our church. Also, if you have yet to download our app, you can do that just by searching Cross Timbers Church in your phone's app store. And if you consider Cross Timbers your home, it's a good thing to have on your phone because it is a great way to connect with the life of our church. And so if you haven't downloaded it yet, you should. And if this podcast is meaningful to you, would you mind helping us get the word out? Let your friends and family know about it. And, uh, you know, it's not a bad way to start working on being a leader with your influence, if I do say so myself. Am I right? And uh, we want this podcast to be a resource for our church family to grow. And we need your help spreading the word. So if you could help us with that, that would be greatly appreciated. 
I loved our conversation this week and I hope it's as helpful for you as it is for me. I feel like I learn something new every week just sitting here and talking with these friends of mine and hopefully you are too. So until next time, thanks for listening and I will see you next week.